Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi, this is Lydia Chris, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. I'm hanging out here with Mark Striegel and our very special guest, Lydia Chris, my best friend from many years ago. We have hung out and we have just been friends ever since I moved to New York City. I, I have a little history with Lydia too, which we'll fill you guys in on. And uh, Lydia, thank you so much for joining us on the Talking Metal oh, Podcast. It's, it's my pleasure. Cool. We're going to talk to Lydia all about... Sealed with a kiss. We're going to talk to Lydia all about all things kiss in just a few minutes. Guys, remember, the best way to support the podcast is to go to TalkingMetal.com and use the PayPal donation button to send us in a donation. You can also use the Amazon links, which you guys know all about. And, of course, any song you hear on today's show, you can purchase by going to TalkingMetal.com and using the iTunes links to open your iTunes. And that, of course, helps us. We get kick, kickbacks on these from the the vendors like iTunes and Amazon. We're also going to have links up in today's show notes where you can go and purchase Lydia's book, Sealed with a Kiss, which we're going to talk to her about momentarily. Real quick, I wanted to mention there was a little scandal with listening to Talking Metal on Android phones. Somebody on Twitter was complaining about that. And you guys, uh, numerous emails came in. I'm going to read two of them. Hi, Mark. In regards to listening to the podcast on Android phone. Oh, okay, because I got headphones on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hi, Mark. In regards to listening to the podcast on Android phones, I use an app called Beyond Pod that is available for free from the Android App Store. It has an ad feed feature that lets you search by podcast name. Cool. So Don from Cleveland sent that one in, and Jason on Facebook actually says to answer the question, you can listen to Talking Metal on the Android using the free podcast app Stitcher, which we know that we're on. Cool. Cool, Mark. So let us reintroduce Lydia. Lydia, how are you? It's great to have you. I'm fine. Good seeing you, John and Mark. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is great to see you again, Lydia. When I first moved to New York, you helped me out tremendously by renting me a room in, in your your apartment. You have uh, you had a nice apartment. You still have it, same place. I, I'm yeah. still in the same place, and, yes. Uh, it's actually in the neighborhood here where we are tonight, and uh, I just uh, owe you a big thanks for that, Aww, so thank you. It was, it was a pleasure. You were, you were one of my favorite uh, roommates. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there were other roommates I know I there. drove you crazy, no, but... No, no, I, 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 I loved being in the city. I, I loved living you with were, you. You weren't there, there much. You, 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 were just, you just slept there. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much true. Yeah. I, and I know yeah. before me, didn't wasn't there the guy from Space, Space Hog? Hog yeah. uh, Royalston? Who? The guy from Space Hog who wound up marrying Liv Tyler. He didn't he live there before me? Oh, like Royston yes. or something? Yes, he did. Yeah. But I I didn't know that he he was. I, I forgot. He only he never even slept there. Really? Oh really? That was the weird thing. He yeah. was he was only there a couple of days. Uh, dur- you know I don't know. It was very strange. I knew him through his girlfriend. Okay. And. Um, I didn't know he married Liv Tyler. I thought so. Yes, Did he marry yes, Liv he oh, married. Oh, Liv, Liv uh, was not his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> yeah, no. he, he married. But he had was, a child with her and divorced oh, her. Oh, really? Because yeah. <laughs> no, his girlfriend had something to do with Robert Stigwood's organization. I think her father worked for Stigwood or something. But she had also had something to do with uh, Sean Lennon. Oh, okay. Um, Robert Stigwood, of course, the famous manager who worked with the Bee Gees, like, the Bee Gees and Clapton uh, too, I believe. Uh, maybe, yeah, I'm maybe, not sure maybe. Yet. I'm not sure, but yeah. but she she was like uh, Sean Lennon's um, big sister in school. So you know, he went to this uh, the ethical ethical cultural school on Central Park West, and she weren't she was his big sister. Like I guess you know when they start, they, you know, there's somebody that's a little older in a different grade, and they you know I I met him through I met her through Bob Gruen, who I work for, you know Bob Gruen the famous Lennon oh, photographer yes. who took the cool picture that says with John Lennon with the New York City shirt T-shirt and yeah. also uh, dressed to kill. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, tons of, yeah. in the, he went to Japan with you guys too, right? He was he went to Japan both times. Wow. Both times, Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. I still work for Bob. Excellent. Yeah, he won't let me quit. <laughs> <laughs> and and Lydia besides being a celebrity in the Kiss world and uh, being Peter's ex-wife and having the sealed with the Kiss book, you are actually a professional photographer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, um, I, I guess it was about 20 years I worked as a photographer. I worked in a photo agency. Um, I took photos. Uh, Bob Gruen set me up with that too. You know, Bob Gruen was one of my, the, one of the people, one of the photographers I looked up to and so was Barry Levine. You know, those were both Kiss photographers and, um, and I, I mean, after I started working in the photo agency, I mean, I had many hats in that photo agency. I was a photographer. I, I was um, the, her bookkeeper and also a, a good friend of hers. And we used to travel together. You know, Ginny, Ginny uh, Virginia Lowe owned the, the agency, but Bob Gruen introduced me to her. Interesting. Cool. Now, Lydia, you just got back from Finland. Let's talk about what was going on over there. Yeah, Finland was great. I mean, unfortunately, my luggage was lost, but, you know, oh. I managed. Did they get it? Did you get it back? I got eventually? it back eventually. Oh. Yeah, on my way home. So oh, it's right. like so I packed for nothing. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I bought a couple of T-shirts when I was in Paris oh. with my uh, when I was uh, connecting flights. Oh. And... Um, and basically, I had my. Luckily, I had my makeup with me, but I borrowed stuff from Joey and Scarlett, uh, right. Richie Scarlett's wife, and you know he was Ace's guitar player in um, 
Fraley's Comet. And, um, you know, I may do. I was only there two days, so, it did, you know, it wasn't that right. big of a deal. <laughs> it was in and out. I mean, I wow. flew more than I was actually there. Wow. So, oh, maybe about the same. Yeah, I was just uh, on one of the various KISS websites, and it said recap of the convention over there. And I went, wow, Lydia went over there. Yeah, I, I took pictures, and they, they really, really, I mean, the, their stage show is, is, is bigger than, you know, bigger than ever. Wow. And uh, I was very impressed. It's the first time I saw KISS uh, in about... 15 years. Wow. So it's the first time you've seen them with Tommy in yes. Ace's makeup yes. and Eric yes. and Peter. Yeah. Yes. And how do you feel about that, those two wearing it the classic makeup? It, it doesn't bother me. I mean, Gene's a, Gene's a businessman, and he he was smart enough to get Peter and Ace to sell them. I don't know if Ace actually sold his makeup, See, but what, the last what, time I spoke to Ace, he said he didn't. So I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, he, I believe, licenses it. Yeah, to he licenses them. it. Yeah, that's so what he told he me. That's what he told me the last yeah. time I spoke to him about it. And that was, you know, back about. Uh, probably ten years ago, but but Peter definitely sold his makeup, and wow. that's you know that's that's Peter being stupid. What could I say? <laughs> so, I wanted to just rewind a little bit because uh, the, I want to talk about uh, the Sealed with the Kiss book, but I, I also want to start out by talking about uh, Lydia and I meeting like literally probably around like 1991 or so. In, in New York, and, and we used to go to all kind of different concerts together. And I always tell this story. I say when I first moved to New York, I didn't know anyone like at all. Like, and I and I met Lydia, and I had you know had met Ace previously, and and Lydia really um, always like invited me up when it was a special day and made me food and, uh, and all kind of cool stuff. I've and been to John's apartment. Yeah. He's been to my apartment. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've cooked for him. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're very good friends. We used to always go out, you know, because yeah. we both live in the city. We'd always go out to the China Club together and, you know, um, he's he's a good friend of mine, and I used to then I used to run into him all the time, and you know, and, and backstage at Ace's concerts. You yeah, know. and we used to we used to go to shows together, and it was really fun. All right, and, I mean, I've actually been to your parents' yeah, house and I know. slept yeah. in your parents' bed. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's how close Lydia and I. We, we just had like great time, and I always tell the story that when I first came to New York, I was like a little kid away from home, and Lydia uh, was so cool to me, and I still remember some of her best. Uh, all Lydia's food is amazing, by the way. But uh, Paul Stanley, you told me, um, was in this like cookbook and used your Caesar salad. My uh, Caesar, yeah, yeah, r- recipe. Yeah, yeah. And um, didn't Michael Monroe like your um, Indian stuff? In, Mike Monroe, I invited Mike Monroe had dinner at my, yeah. my at my place, yeah. and he and I, I I'm sure I don't know. I think you, you made like I samosas you, or something. Oh, like I, that, I, yeah. no, I, I'm 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 a good Indian cook. Yeah. I, I got a cookbook from Ian Hunter's wife. Wow. Ian Hunter was my best man at my second wedding, and um, Mike Monroe worked with my second husband. So it was around the same time, and I I used to cook Indian food, or I still do, but I don't do it as often. But um, I make great, great Indian food. I mean, I make great Italian food, I make great Indian food, and I make great Chinese food. I took a wow. course in Chinese cooking, too. That's cool, Lydia. Yeah. I have to try that. Uh, now, to this day, I still get little containers, these plastic things that you get, like wonton <laughs> soup in. And because Lydia taught me this, I make a big thing, a sauce, and then I put it in there it. and then freeze it. Yeah. Because Lydia could just pop out, like, one of these little things, and you got, like, homemade, like, amazing sauce. Wow. Like, and you can make pasta and stuff. Yeah, someday I would love to bottle my sauce. And, uh, oh, Lydia, that, you, you got to do that. I mean, 
people would go nuts over that because here's the thing: some people like, you know, some celebrities do like like Bumblefoot does Bumblefoot hot sauce, but I, but here's the thing, Lydia, you are a real cook. I'm not I saying know. Bumblefoot doesn't know how to make hot sauce because maybe he's a hot sauce expert. Um, Lydia, you really well, truly know how to Marky, do it. Marky Ramon, yeah, he got did sauce. something, yeah. yeah. And uh, I would love to just you know yeah. work work it out maybe with. This yeah. this place and um, this is a I don't know if we should say this but we will this restaurant we're in I guess is own is co-owned or owned by Lady no, Gaga. No, it's owned. Yeah. Owned, okay. owned. So it's it's and it's a very high I would call it kind of high class Italian yeah. joint yeah. and uh, Lady Gaga is one of the owners which you wouldn't really know from being in here. There are a few right. little hints like there's a Dirty Pearls poster uh, in yeah. in the front which is a really? band a New York City band that she likes. Uh, uh, well, I know she likes Kiss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gave her one of the Ace books, or, you know, through her mom. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. And one quick little story that I wanted to share when I was living with uh, Lydia, renting a room in, in, her, <laughs> in her apartment. Uh, I came home one night, <laughs> and I came into the, uh, the apartment, and there uh, with Lydia and her boyfriend at the time was the one and only Ace, Ace. Oh. Was sitting there, oh. and and uh, I had a Alice Cooper iron-on t-shirt, and I remember you were like, tell, tell Ace where you got that Alice Cooper iron-on, and I was talking to Ace, and, and it was just so cool, because here I was yeah. this kid, really, you know, my early, mid-20s, early 20s, I don't remember, um, and coming home and being able to meet my idol in the place I was currently wow. living. Yeah, yeah it was, wow. that's amazing. Wow. a story I tell I quite I often. You know, it's, it's funny because, you, you know, I, I, I'm just oblivious to this stuff, you know. Yeah. I, there, there's so many stories. There is, and Mark, I'm sorry, I'm going to butt in. See, we're, we're now vying to tell our Lydia stories back to Lydia and all the Talking Metal listeners. But <laughs> So the funniest thing is Lydia has this couch. And I, Lydia, I was just telling somebody about the couch the other day. I'm still... How many years later, 20-some years later, talking about Lydia's couch? She has this couch that you can sit on, and you just automatically lay down, and then you will fall asleep. It is like the most comfortable couch ever. Wanted to sell that, and I've been wow. I've been told don't do don't. it by my second husband, wow. don't do it by my ex boyfriend, um, and it, it, they said it is so comfortable, it it's is. unbelievable. It's, it's but you have no idea how many stars have sat on that on, couch. Yeah, I yes, yeah, sat on it and or slept on it. That, that's the, one of the coolest slept things. Slept and sat and sat. Yeah. And sat. Yeah. yeah, I love that guy. Ace was sitting on that couch. Yeah. Oh, that Ace, Ace has, has fallen. He has been taken. <laughs> Literally from clubs at night and at three in the morning, the doorbell rings and it's Ace uh, being carried in. This is the years when he did drink, but now he doesn't. <laughs> and um, slept there and he'd be gone by the time I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but that was, uh, that was, you know, my, he's my buddy. So what can I say? The one other story about living with Lydia that I quickly want to share is one day I remember Lydia hanging up the phone and saying, that was Gene Simmons. He was talking to me about photos for a new book he's putting together, a book which would become Kistry. And uh, you were in a lot of contact with the Kiss guys back when I was living with you regarding that book. Did you supply a lot of photos to that book? Well, the thing is, Gene wanted me to, to do an interview, but at that point, I, I was selling photos of Kiss, and he stopped me from selling them, which was fine. You know, I mean, I wasn't making, a, you know, I mean, if I made $3,000, I was lucky. But uh, we didn't have such a great conversation. And by the end of it, I didn't want to be, he wanted me to be interviewed for, for history, and I didn't want to, to be interviewed. So um, we kind of had a little bit of a spat. 
Um, so, uh, but basically, um, I did eventually make up with Gene, and I did let him use any photo he wanted it, um, that was already out in pub. Uh, that was already that had already been published. Right. Uh, so I let okay. him, I let him, you know, use anything he wanted, and they wound up using it as a, a collage in the back of the book. Oh, very cool. Very yeah, and cool. I remember seeing your name in history. Yeah, yeah. yeah my so name is there, but the weirdest thing is you, ne you know, my name is like not even near my photos. Yeah, I think on, I remember yeah. that where like the names See, I were all in the listed. In I worked yeah. in a photo agency, and right. you know, you're supposed to put the name near the photos, Whatever. or at least put all the names together in one spot right. if you're not going to do it. But don't put it on a page where it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, I think I, they did that to some other photographers too. They just put yeah, the names in like random Bob. places. They did it to yeah. Bob Groen. They did it to Chuck Pullen. Wow. You know, we were all told by Gene, you know, um, you know, if you want a photo in the book, you know, you can have it. But, you know, you can't tell me, you can't tell me how much to pay you. Gene says, I will pay you X amount of dollars and you could have any amount of photos. So that X amount of dollars was, was actually minimal for, you know, for the amount of photos he used of mine. I told him to use everything. I mean, Bob said, use one photo. Wow. <laughs> Chucks would maybe use two, yeah. you know. So I was, I was, you know, I was very generous with them, and um, I said, as long as you don't use anything that's not in print already, and he d he did, of oh, course he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 but you know, he wanted to pay for it, and, you know, eventually. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Now your book came out in 2006, and it has since been released as a second edition with bonus material. How long did it take you to put this book together? Was this something that had been, you know, in the works for many, many years? Or can you talk a little bit about the backstory behind Sealed with a Kiss? Okay. Originally, I, I mean, I never had an, any intention of doing a book. I mean, the, the reason why I collected everything was to sit around uh, in my old age on a rocking chair with Peter, and we would just, like, reminisce about the, the, good, the good old days. That never happened, and um, I used to bring my scrapbooks to the KISS conventions, and the fans used to go berserk. They went nuts seeing the old photos, you know, of KISS without makeup and all. So... I, you know, I was pushed by KISS fans to do a book. I mean, I had someone that was a publisher. Uh, you know, he, he basically published a few books, small-time publisher, and then he went out of business. And, he, you know, he went bankrupt. And so I had already started my, I had done my, my uh, text and I, that took me about a year and a half to do. I mean, I was working a full-time job. Uh, my father had cancer, so I was going back and forth, you know. I mean, I would edit on the train. I would do my, you know, my little uh, editing on the way home. And then I would start all over when I got home. And so I finally presented him. I started in, I think, the beginning of 98, and then by the you know, end of 97, and then by 99, I presented my manuscript. And um, like I said, he went out, he, he, he went bankrupt, so I had to get everything back. He already had some of my photos that were already scanned, but never paid for. So I, I hooked up with the guy that scanned my stuff, because, you know, he's, he deserves what he, you know, what he did. And he wound up being one of my best advocates. You know, he just basically guided me through the whole thing. Dave Snowden, who's a great, great, great friend of mine still to this day, 
and um, he, uh, you know, he would he would uh, scan the stuff. Even though the, he scanned a bunch of stuff, I, you know, I eventually uh, had him scan more. But it took me about a year and a half to do the, the manuscript, and then about. It took me a year to find people. It took me a year to, to raise some money because it's a lot of money to do a book. And then about, you know, basically it, the whole work took me probably three and a half years. So, um, you know. Yeah, Lydia, I, I want you guys to know, Lydia really, from doing this project, because she was hands-on in so many aspects of putting a book out really knows how to publish a book. I mean, you well, know like all the details from the the artwork to the legal stuff to how to write the text to like how to, you know, what paper well, it's going to be have, printed you, on you and have all no, that kind of stuff. You have no idea what you have to go through. Yeah. I mean, the the the, the, the 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 weight of the paper, right. the uh, wow. the you know, the the, the Color content, the what the what the strings on the on the binding should yep. be, what color they should it's be. Amazing, I mean, it's yeah. a lot of different stuff, and then you also have to go through the you know the Library of Congress, and you know yeah. uh, you have to. Uh, there's a thing where you have to kind of um, secure uh, not only your photos but your name, your copyright, you know that whole thing. So it's. Um, there's a lot of different legal stuff, but I found that out because my editors had done a book pre previous to me, a Kiss book, believe it or not, and they they went they walked me through it. I mean, I I had no idea, you know, all the stuff you have to do, but like I said, it took me a year to do the actual putting the book together, and it was almost for a year to the day that uh, actually maybe two and a half years it took me to do the whole book excluding the time where I was looking for someone to work with looking you know talking with lawyers excluding all that raising the money uh, but it, it, I'd say two and a half years was the entire thing but I don't and that's from morning to night I told my family you're not going to see me for one year wow. and they didn't <laughs> So, Lydia, your book obviously has a lot of great pictures and, and stories about the, I would say, 70s-era Kiss. Uh, have the guys in Kiss read the book and seen the book? Do you, do you know if Gene, Paul... I'm sure Gene did. Ace and... for the, Well, Peter men talks, mentions it in his book, so we know he has uh, okay, seen it. Well, but right, go ahead. I've sent the book to Ace, so I know Ace has yes. the book. Okay, um... Paul bought the book. Paul bought Paul the book. Paul bought wow. the book, wow. and 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 I heard he bought it after a convention where someone was supposed to buy it for him, and they forgot, so they had to send it overnight because they were having a meeting about my book. Oh my gosh, that's so, that that would if that would scare me a little bit. Well Kiss it, is having a meeting about my well book. Well, it, it, <laughs> it, it did, but the thing is, it turned out fine because yeah. uh, Tommy Thayer bought my book. And okay. he, he's the one that did Kistory. I mean, he's, right. the, you know, the, the, the one that was in charge. And he emailed me back, and he said, I did a wonderful job. I gave Eric Singer my book. Uh, Peter must have bought the book. I don't know. I told Gene, if you ever want anything from me, don't, don't, don't pay for it. Just, you know, because he, that's another story. Okay. I said, just ask me. And he didn't ask me. So he's, I'm sure he has the book. 
you know, well, I mean, Paul sure. has the book, and there was a yes. kiss meeting yes. about it. I'm yes. sure he's, <laughs> yes. he's but I'm seen sure Gene, it. Yeah. But I'm sure Gene has one for the library, you know, for the museum. For the museum. So yeah. how did you hear that there was going to be a kiss meeting about Sealed with a Kiss? Um, I heard it from a friend of mine that actually was supposed to, he's now passed away, but he was supposed to um, buy it. At the convention when that I that I know the expo because they don't call them conventions anymore. I'm, he was supposed to buy it at, at the case. expo and he forgot. So it, it turns out that he had to. Um, he was in charge of a lot of kiss stuff, so he uh, he had to actually buy it. Well, he actually had to send it to him. He was bought. He he was already selling the book, so he had to send it to him. But Send overnight, and overnight cost him a lot of money. Wow. Interesting yeah, stuff. Let me, let me say, guys, that the, the book is a, a must-have. If, if you're a KISS fan and you don't yet have it, you, you got to get it. Like, I will not accept to hear that anyone can call themselves a KISS fan and does not have this book. Like, if, even if you're, like, a casual fan, you you got to have this book. I mean, it, it literally has pictures that only Lydia has access to um, from the pre-KISS days through all the time that Lydia has been with with Kiss and um, and with Peter and and then beyond as well and the thing that I always thought was amazing is that Lydia you you kept things in perfect condition and you had just like all kind of cool stuff that you saved and that like you were an archivist before there was such a thing as archiving and that's like what I do for a living so uh, it was amazing I, and I have to say that I had a little preview to the book because Lydia like you had before you did the book, showed me a lot of yeah. your, your cool stuff. Yeah. And well, that's what you used to come over Yeah, when I used out. to hang yeah. out. And, yeah. and well, that's, that's what encouraged me to, you know, when I saw the enthusiasm that you gave me, that encouraged me. I mean, a, a lot of other people gave me the same enthusiasm. Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. I, it, being an archivist, I, I really think that there's an importance in preserving historic photos and data and, you know, you know, even like a receipt or something, like, you know, from, I remember you had like, if if there were car, and this stuff you can see in the book, like ticket stubs, but like say, say like the band had to rent like a truck to drive their gear to one of the early gigs. Like, you know, sometimes you would have like, you know, uh, documentation of that. And that is just so cool. That's the kind of stuff that can go into museums and, and, uh, and, and all this can be seen in the book, guys. So, you know, you, you have to go get this book and you can get that at LydiaChris.com. Yes, LydiaChris.com. We'll have links up in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. Yeah. That'll take you right over to Lydia's you know site. I, or I, Even though I have the hard copy of the book, I want to get the e-version because that, that's a really cool thing that I the saw. The e-book. The, yeah, the e-book. Yeah. That is yeah. so cool. Now, Lydia, recently uh, Peter released a book, your ex-husband, obviously, and you being such a major part of his life uh, are obviously a major part of the book. And uh, one thing, there's a lot of things, that, as I read the book, I, that knowing you and knowing how cool you are, I, I kind of was like, I can't believe he's like saying this, and this is, this is actually coming across as mean, and it kind of actually upset me a little bit. But having said that, there were other things that I felt like he did give you credit for. Like he mentions that in the beginning days of KISS, he didn't, and even before KISS, he didn't work, and you were totally supporting him. So, guys, you have to remember that if Lydia wasn't paying the bills for Peter, it, there's a good possibility he may have had to get a job and may have never ended up in KISS. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he's always said, I'm going to be a musician. And, um, you know, that's what I accepted when I married him. Um, I had no idea uh, the things that, I mean, I, I kind of felt what went on, you know, in the, in the business. But I was, you know, I, I definitely, you know, he was, he was a musician that, that only played, like, you know, in local clubs and stuff like that. You know, they, they tour a little bit, but they weren't, you know, they didn't have an album or anything. And I, you know, I, I, I was the one that was working. He would stay home. I, I'd leave him in bed. He'd be, you know, up, you know, during the day. Doing, doing whatever musically. I don't know what he was doing, but I'd come home. Luckily, sometimes he'd cook me dinner. You know, most of the time I did. But um, you know, I mean, it was, it was a, it was, it was a nice relationship. I mean, we, you know, I mean, I loved him to death. I mean, what could I say? Um, I wouldn't have been with him for ten years if I didn't. I mean, I was with him actually thirteen years, but um, married ten. And um, you know, I mean, I supported him because I felt he was. So on, you know, he was. I, I felt he had a. He, I felt he was going to make it. I felt right. that there was something and, and, there. And one thing he says in the book is he does credit you for financially supporting him, but he also credits you as one of the few people who were showing up to those early Kiss gigs, yeah. you know, and yeah. and helping. I, I can't remember exactly, but you helped out well, in many other ways, supporting the band Kiss in those early crucial days. Yeah. Well, we. I used to go around with my girlfriend Terry uh, and put posters up on lampposts and tree trunks, and we would be you know, on storefront. You know, we we, we just uh, we went with the scotch tape, the hammer, and the nails, and we and were all over the place. You helped with the, the T-shirts place. too. Did you help? Oh, I, yeah. Well, I did you that. You made clothing too. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, I, I was I made the first T-shirt, the kiss, first kiss T-shirt, and. Um, uh, I also made one for Peter, I made one for Jean, I made one for all my friends, um, you know, I mean, I, I did a lot of that, and then my mother used to, some of the clothes that you see Peter wearing, not Kiss stuff, but like the earlier stuff, my mother used to make a jacket for him, and I'd make the pants, and you know, I mean, there's a, there's a photo of him, I think it might be at the Diplomat or the Daisy, I'm not sure, he's wearing these gold lemme pants, I'm, hot pants, I made them. Oh, actually, at the Bratz Loft, he's wearing them too. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly yeah, what, I made, what outfits. I made. I made the pants. I mean, my mother was a seamstress, and I, I learned a lot from her. So, uh, I, um, I, I helped in in that way. I didn't make anything for Ace or, or Paul. You know, Ace has his mother make some stuff for him, and Paul made his own stuff. And, uh, but I did, I did make the one thing for Gene. You know, the Gene when he wears the Kiss T-shirt with the logo that that I made. That's yours. Wow, yeah. Lydia, that's cool. <coughs> and were you upset by some of the things he said in the book? Well, I was, I was upset. Of course, I, yeah, you know, you have to be upset when you when you think that somebody loves you, and then you find out other things. But I think Peter, Peter, was getting even with me, maybe for certain things I wrote in my book, but the thing is, my stuff is the truth, and I don't believe Peter tells the truth. Peter's a, a big exaggerator. He's a liar, and he's always been that way, and I think Peter's delusional, so <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, he thinks that there's something, I mean, there was a story in his book about some something about James Cagney, and he was shooting with the cops out in Connecticut, and um, you know, I 
don't think that ever happened, but I think <laughs> it, it, it happened That's maybe. That's a big story yeah. in the book, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it might have happened to a smaller extreme, and he just blows everything up to, out of proportion. But that's Peter. You know, I mean, he's always, always. Um, I've, I've always corrected him, and he always used to hate that, when, especially around my family. He used to exaggerate to the point where it was so untrue that I, I couldn't, I couldn't let him just get along, get away with it. So. <laughs> What could I say? You know, even the story about Gene Simmons calling um, on the phone and asking, do you, what do you look like? You know, he says we were having a party. There was no party. Right, we right. Were, we, were, we were putting wallpaper up. In the, in, we were putting the mural that's in my book. You'll see the mural in my book. His mother and father were putting the mural up, with, and his brother was there and I was there. That was it. There was five <laughs> of us. Peter said there was a party. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm remembering that uh, that he writes in the book that he was partying and like yeah. you know, and he was like. Yeah, he's told this line yeah. for many, many years. Right. Man, uh, even even Gene and Paul think that it's true. Right. Because he's told that lie to Gene and Paul. Right. You know that there was a party going on. And there wasn't. When's the last time you spoke with Gene Simmons? The last time I spoke with Gene Simmons, I th I believe was at the Kiss. Convention, the official Kiss convention. I believe that's the last time I actually spoke to him. I was there with you that day. It was uh, me. And it was at, Bill May. at Roseland. Was yeah. that at Roseland? Yeah. 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 And Bill May. I, I was at that there. Jeanette. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, I think, the last time I spoke oh. to Gene or Paul. Yeah. I've seen them since then, but on stage. Gotcha. Good. I would take another Blue Moon. Yeah. I'm okay. I wanted to also ask you if you could just share some memories about Sean Delaney before we started the interview tonight. You mentioned I, I didn't realize that that post your divorce from Peter, you really weren't in touch with him until you ran into him at one point. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Sean, who he was, and your relationship with him. Okay, Sean Delaney was a really, really cool person. I mean, uh, no, I was I, I was in touch with him after I got divorced from Peter. Because uh, in Peter's book, he makes it sound like well, Sean Mickey, went with, was on your side, not yeah, his side. Well, yeah. Sean's the one that actually, I mean, I knew Peter, I mean, f you know, come on, Peter's out in California for, for eight months, and, and, you know, I mean, I knew there was something going on. I knew there was, our marriage was on the rocks. I mean, and Sean Delaney just, just, you know, ver verified that for me. He, he told me, you know, that there was somebody else and that uh, I better get the best lawyer in the business. So, uh, but, you know, Sean also was friends with my, me for a couple of years after that. Well, a couple of, well, maybe a year or two after that. Then I kind of lost touch with him. And then... You just guys kind of just grew apart. Is that what happened? Yeah, I don't know what... You know what it is? I think I got married for the second time. And, I, you know, it was the 80s and I kind of wanted to forget about Kiss and... Um, I was, I was, believe it or not, in, 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 in a relationship with someone that introduced me to more famous people than, than Peter ever did. No, I was, I was married to a guy that's best friend was Ian Hunter from Martha Hoople. And we used to go out all the time together. And he was my best man at my wedding. And um, I had a different life in the 80s. And then in the 90s, it kind of, you know, well, I got divorced again. And it kind of went back to... 
um, doing kiss conventions. Actually, that's it started to go back to, to with kiss conventions, and then I started getting back into the into kiss again. And at, at that time, kiss was a lot more interesting than they were in the '80s. For some reason, I, I wasn't interested in them at all. Right, and I mean, which which makes sense, being that. Like we've explained before, you were really one of the first fans, if you will, or supporters of the band, you know, so that you would uh, find them again in the 90s, I think, makes yeah. sense, and you I'm know. I'm trying to think, Lydia, when I first met Sean Delaney, I don't know if it was in an ace gig or if it was through you, but I well, remember definitely well, meeting what, you. What happened with, with, with Sean was I, was I was coming home one day, and we were in the car, my second husband and, and myself, and... In the same place I'm living now, and we were making a turn, we were stopped at a light, and I see Ace standing across the street with Monique. And I said, wait a minute, there's Ace. So I, I said, stop this car, and I ran across, and I started talking to him, and he said, I'm playing the Beacon in, in a couple of days. He said, call Sean Delaney, he gave me Sean's number, and I called him, and that's when Sean and I hooked up again. Wow, and that was probably around 87 or so. Well, that's when, well, it was, it was... I photographed it, so it was Rock Soul. Uh, no, no, it was um, like Fairley's Comet. Right. Fairley's Comet, right. yeah. And that's in the, one of your photos from that event is in uh, Ace's book, and it's also in your book, and uh, it's it's of Ace and Paul Stanley backstage, uh, or maybe at the party after the show. You had a great photo of Ace on the Live Plus One uh, album on the back cover, so like Ace's photo was taken by you, and but I remember that they, I think they changed it and they, they put, put like a blue. They tint put a over blue it. tint over it, right. and they asked me if they could do that, and I said, if you think it's going to look better, and but the, it turns out that Ace hated it, I hated it. It looked like he was embalmed. Right. So, right. so that was something that the record company obviously felt like they they you know blue is Ace's color, so they want. It, it turned out Ace used to live two blocks from me, right. so that's you know we became really good friends. We really hooked up, and we would like you know I mean. Ever since then, um, I, I was good friends with Ace. He had a girlfriend at the time. Um, I, I became good friends with Jeanette. So we, we kind of, you know, solidified the, you know, the, the relationship again. Yeah, and I remember. Um, and, and guys, just to, to just bring it back to Sean real quick, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move off of that. Um, he, for all you uh, Kiss fans that may not know, or all you Talking Metal fans that may not know who we're talking about, Sean was uh, basically uh, like the fifth member of the band, I would say. And yeah. he, he's the guy that came up with the, and Lydia, you can tell me if I'm, I'm right or wrong on this, with the, the, the blue-black hair, uh, like the moves in Deuce, and a lot of the cool stuff. Absolutely. He helped choreograph a lot oh, of the absolutely. moves. Absolutely, absolutely, because they didn't have moves before Sean. No, he definitely choreographed that he came up he brought them all to a magic store and, and they came up with this you know this the the, the fire, fire the the blood um all that stuff you know the flash pods uh you know that was all sean that was all sean they didn't have that before before that before sean yeah and i'm pretty sure that i met sean i think i met him up in uh, rhode island for the first time and i went backstage and i i, or I tried to get backstage and i had a pass and and I said, "Hi, I'm." Uh, and and I, I watched a video of myself from back then, and oh god, uh, was I was I ridiculous? But anyway, um, I, I named a couple of names, and he and he said, "You got the right names," and he knew that I was like, you uh, know, like, like telling yeah. the truth, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was cool. And I, I always, I, I'm just so happy that I had a chance to meet him. And Lydia, I knew that you were like really close with him. No, so. I was very close. Sean used to stay by me. He, you know, when he lived in, oh, uh, he lived in. 
Missouri at one time, and then he also lived in Arizona, um, and, and of course Utah. Um, but he would call me constantly. You know, he, once he called me up, he goes, you're not gonna believe this, I'm riding home in the car and I see a Kiss garage sale. <laughs> Wow. And he put me on the phone with these guys, wow. and I wound up meeting them at a KISS oh, convention man. years later. Years later, yeah. I've got a, qu a question regarding... Now, Sean was in the Scat Brothers, right? Yes. That was his band. Yes. Was Richie yes. the drummer of the Scat Richie Brothers? Richie was the drummer of the right. Scat Brothers, That's yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Richie Fontana. Right. He's my, my boyfriend, yeah, and I've been absolutely. going out with him now for 11 years. That's amazing. Wow, he's not that long. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. And Richie played on... Paul's solo, solo album, yeah. his yeah. first solo album. Right. Yeah, he played the first four, the first four songs. Wow, yeah. very yeah. interesting. Richie used to also be in Piper with Billy Squire. Yeah, yeah, he was he was Piper, that which is an coin management band, and he also played with Laura Branigan. Excellent. Yeah. And what is he? Is he up to anything musically now? Well, Richie has MS, so right now he's basically, he writes and he's trying to get his stuff, you know, um, to other musicians. Um, he's got some great songs. Uh, he did a CD. Yeah, the Steady on the Steel. Steady right. on the Steel, yeah. yeah. Through LydiaChris.com. Yes, yes. Right. yeah, yeah. And um, he's trying to get some, some of the country stuff. He has some, oh, one cool. song that's kind Very of country, cool. he's trying to get it to... Um, some of the some of the well, there's there's one country artist. Um, what's the one that was on? Um, uh, uh, Trump show. The one that won. The one that won. Trace Atkins. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it would be perfect for Trace. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, Richie's great. You guys, let me tell you. Go pick up Steady on the Still. You can get that at the at LydiaChris.com in the products section. And uh, Richie is just a super cool guy and a great drummer. And me being he plays drummer. everything on that album. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he not only plays drums, but he, he plays, plays all piano, the plays guitar. Yeah. yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's a uh, good musician. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a little Paul McCartney. Very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And he has like I think the best hair. Uh, me, whose hair challenged uh, wishes I had Richie's hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week uh, we're talking metal, so we need to mention that Black Sabbath released uh, a new CD with Ozzy singing. It's landed at number one. Do you remember when Kiss was on the road with Black Sabbath? And did you hear any stories? Or did you go out with them at all at that time? No, no. Actually, I never. I, I mean, I've met Ozzy throughout the years. Uh, actually, I met Ozzy with Ian Hunter, um, but I, you know, because they're both British. Yeah, um, and I think and Ozzy covered uh, all the young dudes. Did he with did Ian? He? I th and I thought Ian Hunter. May, uh, don't quote me on this. Google it. But I think Ian Hunter may have actually been on the song with oh, Ozzy. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. But but I, I've met Ozzy a couple of times. I've even photographed him. Um, believe it or not, with George Martin in Tower Records. But I don't remember Black Sabbath. I mean, there were times where I couldn't go on the road because I was working, you know, I had to pay those bills. <laughs> and um, I couldn't go on the road. I do remember they, they played with Black Oak, Arkansas, and I know that, that there was a, you know, there was, they, they almost got thrown off the bill because they burnt, Peter, Peter's exploding drumsticks burnt their curtain. Right. Oh, wow. So, wow. See, that, that's a really rare thing because, um, you know, most people haven't seen old videos with the yeah. exploding drumsticks yeah. and stuff. And that's, yeah. That's very cool.
Now, was Jim Dandy the singer of Black Oak, yeah. Arkansas? Wow. Yeah. 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 I think it was Tommy yeah. Aldridge on drums, too, wow. right? Who went on Very to play cool. with Ozzy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know what, guys? It, Lydia has... I swear to God, I was very lucky to have ran into you at a concert, which is where we first met, um, you know, in New York when I moved here, because I really feel I got, like, a great New York education from Lydia. Yeah, and, and, yeah and well, I, I went to school in Manhattan, so I was a little girl when I, you know, came to the city, and my uncle used and to you, take me you to... you came the, here from Brooklyn, right? I came from yeah. Brooklyn, Were yeah. you in Williamsburg, or what? No, where, no, 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 I lived in... Uh, well, when I, I was born in... No, I was born in Ridgewood, and then I moved to Bedford-Stuyvesant, which is on the Bushwick and Bedford-Stuyvesant border. I lived in projects. Then I moved to Cypress Hills, which, on, which is on the border of uh, Cypress Hills and East New York. And then I moved to Canarsie when I got married with Peter. Yeah, but um, I, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, and we, the first time I lived in the city was in 1975. And But I went to school, even as a little girl. I went to high school in, in, in Manhattan, and I just fell in love with the architect and the whole thing about New York City. My uncle and my aunt used to take us to the city all the time. You know, my mother had five children, so she couldn't do too much, you know, taking us. You know, she was busy. But... Uh, my uncle and aunt used to take us because they were never married, and we we got to love uh, love Manhattan. And I always wanted to live here, and I fulfilled that dream. That was one of my dreams, and I fulfilled that because I've lived here for over thirty years. So, L Lydia, I won't say where you live, but you have uh, a great yeah, apartment on, <laughs> at a really great part of New York City, right. a great yeah, I, neighborhood. I live right near Central Park West. Yeah, yeah, yeah right near, yeah. I, I mean, I'm steps from the park, but I live in a brownstone, and, and my, my apart, my building is over 100 years old, so wow. I'm, I just love it. Love and it. does Anton Fig still live across Anton the street? Anton still yeah. lives across the street, yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Kind of ironic, yeah, being yeah, that yeah, Anton the, played, uh, yeah. you know. Anton's been, just, related, yeah. Anton's been living there longer than me. Wow. Yeah, wow. And, and, yeah, being Anton played on a couple of kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unmasked, which had Peter's, you know, image on it and Dynasty, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always have to say that Lydia's place, without a doubt, is the coolest apartment I've ever been in. In like, without, a doubt, without a doubt. Hey, we got to do something we haven't done yet. A talking metal toast. Okay. Aw, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well, Lydia. It's been great having you on, and I don't want to... I, I have some sad news, which I have to announce, which I know John's going to be upset about. He hasn't heard it yet. But um, before we get to that sad news, let's talk about some sad news that happened to you yesterday. You lost a friend. Can you talk well, about who that was? Yeah, McCampese. And I guess John was friendly with yeah, him, too, Mick actually. Campisi, Mick Campisi passed away. Mick Campisi was Peter's drum tech um, for many years, and then he became um, an associate with the uh, coin management. You know, he eventually, you know, um, hired and fired people. I think he hired um, Paul Chavaria, I think, yeah, that was at one point. But Mick Campisi was a sweetheart. Uh, I had lost touch with him for, for many years and then hooked up with him. Um, his, his Facebook picture. Well, his Facebook page is me and him at Bill Coins Memorial. Oh, okay. He put that up there. See, and I didn't know him then, um, but I saw him in Vegas. And it's weird because I was at Bill Coins Memorial, but both of them. But oh, but well, Mick Campisi lived in Boston. He's from Houston originally. He moved. He, he lived in Boston, um, and uh, 
for many, many years, and all of a sudden he decided to move to Vegas. So he moved to Vegas about hmm, maybe, maybe less than a year ago, and um, we always kept in touch. We talked on the phone, we, we emailed, we, you know, we, we Facebook, whatever. And uh, he stayed at my apartment. Um, you know, he's another one. You know, it's like Lydia's couch. Everybody loves to stay on Lydia's couch. <laughs> I mean, Bill Coin stayed on my couch. But anyway, Mick, Mick was on his way to Europe. He used to go to Europe every July and uh, July, June and July, June and July, and then he'd come back in the middle of August. And I think, um, I think a friend of his had a timeshare that they they would just go the, you know, the entire time. And I, I thought he was in Europe. And then I get a, a call from, I mean, um, an email from uh, Cindy Domino, who was Frank Domino's wife, Frank Domino from Angel. And um, she tells me that he, he fell when he was in Boston. And maybe the cobblestone streets, someone, I, I read that somewhere. Sure. Yeah, and he broke his shoulder and his elbow. And then he had to have an operation. And then from the operation, he got an infection. And within 24 hours, he, he was gone. I mean, I, was, I only found out, all right, he died yesterday. I found out the day before that he was even in the hospital. He was in rehab, like, you know, doing his thing, you know, therapy, doing physical therapy. And, um, and then all of a sudden, he was gone. I can't, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry because for you, Lydia, because you've known him forever. And, and I've known um, him almost 40 years. Yeah. And, and I literally just started to correspond with him. And when I was out in uh, Las Vegas at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, um, yeah. Mick and I corresponded. And then he came down to the grand finale where Ace played with the band. And uh-huh. he sat right by us the whole time. Wow. So Ace, yeah, yeah, I just saw him. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Just like a, like a couple of months ago. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, even my girlfriend Lynn, like, uh, she was there, and I said, "You're not going to believe this." I said, "I said out of Las Vegas, we met like two people or something, and Mick was one of them." And I said, "He passed away." We, she couldn't believe it. I, I can't believe it. But I can't believe it either. I'm, I was yesterday. I was on the computer all day talking to everybody and then I finally talked to someone that I met because of I mean I met I met her at I was doing a thing called 100 rock stars um, in New Jersey and um, I met this girl named Lucinda and she's known Mick since she's 18 or 17 or 16 you know from out in California she lives in New York now and we both just literally cried our eyes out on the phone together. We were just, you know, she couldn't believe it. I mean, nobody can believe it. You know, it's just, you know, it's sad when people die, but it's sadder when they die so quickly. Right. You know, it's totally just unexpected. totally unexpected, right? I mean, there was nothing wrong with him. He, you know, he, he was on his way to Europe. I thought he was in Europe. And, yeah. you know, so anyway, that's, that's my Mick. Wow. You know, I mean, yeah. and I want to dedicate this this, uh, if you can say that, I can dedicate yeah. this interview yeah. to Mick. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mick. Let's do a. We should play. Can we? Is it appropriate to do a toast to Mick? Sure. Sure. To Mick. I'd like to end today's podcast with maybe a classic Kiss song, one of your favorites. It doesn't have to be a Peter song. Well, my. Oh, I. I think. Wait, let me. I'm gonna guess. And then I want to tell you some news, which I'm okay. afraid to tell you because I'm okay. afraid you're gonna be upset. Uh, I bet I will be. Um, All right, what are you gonna guess? I'm gonna guess nothing to lose. 
No, no, okay. No way. No. All right, I have a few favorites. One is Do You Love Me? Strutter. And, and I Was Made for Loving You, even though a lot of fans don't like that. All right, those are the Paul vocals, and then the Peter vocals is Hard Luck Woman and Beth. Oh, okay. Well, Beth, of course, like, yeah, yeah which is, okay. You want to do Strutter? Let's, yeah. Um, Let's do Strutter. Yeah, Strutter's a classic. It starts out with the Peter Gray drum drum fill, so, or drum figure, they would say. Paul and I used to actually, when, there were times when Paul and I used to dance to Strutter, even though he was on stage. He was oh, singing wow. Strutter, yeah, he would, he, and he would we, would, I, we would do the thing back and forth. <laughs> choreographed by Sean, right? Yeah, choreographed by Sean, right. <laughs> Very good. Guys, I got some sad news that just came in. I know you're a big Sopranos fan. Uh, were you a fan of the Sopranos TV show? I didn't, I didn't, didn't get to see it, it yeah. but I know about a little about it. Uh, very sad news that James uh, Gandolfini has passed oh, on no. uh, after a heart attack at age 51. So, oh. um, yeah, very sad news just coming over. Uh, he was in Italy and passed on. You can see pictures of John out at the house where they, they, they would shoot some of that. And, uh, and uh, I know that's your favorite TV show of all time. Yeah. My, mine, yeah, too, possibly. I can't that, but uh, yeah, very sad. I'm kind of upset about it myself. So, uh, on that note, uh, let's do one more talking metal yeah, toast. Uh, yeah. yeah, very sad. New Jersey native. Uh, so anyways, on that note, we're, we're very thankful to Lydia for coming on the show. We want you guys to support her. Go to LydiaChris.com. L-Y-D-I-A. C-R-I-S-S, because some people put the H in Chris, and some people put say, spell my name with an I, but it's L-Y-D-I-A. Cool. So. And we will have it linked through the show notes. And uh, support what Lydia does by by purchasing a copy of Sealed with yeah, a Kiss, guys, you, uh, you a must will for not all Kiss fans. Be disappointed. I mean, if if you don't have it, like you're not a Kiss fan. I'm just going to go and say that <laughs> you got to get the book. It's just unbelievable. It's a, it's a, there's just so many photos and and like the the what Lydia has to say in the book is, in my opinion, as important as the photos. It's just amazing. And and uh, Lydia. Uh, I'm so proud of you for putting this book out, and I thank you because you put my name in it <laughs> in this special thing. So thank you so much, and it's awesome. I think Lydia can get a job as consultant in how to do a book after this. Oh, I can. Doubt, but, yeah. oh, I can. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And right now, here is Strutter by Kiss. <laughs> 